Hey, what's up, everybody? Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thanks for joining me for another brand new episode. Today's features my buddy, singer-songwriter Tony M. Hall. Had a great time hanging with Tony over at Fat Buddha a little bit ago. Big thanks to Fat Buddha for their, their support and letting us record this one over there. But uh, I had a lot of fun hanging with Tony, talking about his new record, all seriousness aside, um, talking about new Nick Gusman stuff that they're working on. He's part of uh, Nick Gusman and the Coyotes, and uh, they're getting ready to head over to do a little bit of a European run. So I'm very excited for those guys to get out there and see some more of the world. But uh, we're talking all about Tony on this episode. And uh, check out his new record, and you're going to get a little sneak peek at it today, including a couple of live acoustic songs. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps out there. And uh, of course, you can stop in and get it. Tasty beverage. Uh, you got your uh, wonderful food menu uh, full of burgers and nachos and pretzels and flatbread pizzas and salads and whatever you might be needing. And uh, of course, there's always some great live music on the weekends. Come on out there and uh, sit on the patio, enjoy the fall weather this weekend with uh, Matt Waltershed on Friday night, September 30th. And uh, Denver Wade Trent, Saturday, October 1st. And first things first, Sunday, October 2nd, 1 to 4. Again, you can find their full beer menu, food menu, concert calendar, and everything else you might need at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And be sure to follow along with them on your Facebook and Instagram also, big thank you to my friends at Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler for their continued support. Stop in and visit them in the Maplewood area on Manchester or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. It's officially beard season. The weather is cooling off and it's prime time for growth. Whether you are keeping it growing or growing it out for the first time, Roughneck Beard Company products make it better. Eliminate the itch and set the stage for a faster, fuller growth with Roughneck's full line of beard oils, balms, washes, and nutrient sprays. Find it all at roughneckbeardcompany.com today and use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. Again, including all your favorite beard oils, balms, their junk powder, their soaps, their combs, their uh, roughneck beard batter, whatever you might need to take care of that beard and mustache of yours, you can find it at roughneckbeardcompany.com. If you need anything else from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, sit back and relax and enjoy a brand new episode with Tony Hall, y'all. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, this is Tony Hall, and you, you, my friend, are listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Oh, baby. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame, covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out at Fat Buddha with Tony Hall. Welcome to the show, man. What's up, Shane? This is, uh, man, this is cool. I'm uh, I'm really glad to be here. A big uh, shout out to Fat Buddha for letting us uh, spend some time here today and record this. And Yeah, uh, thank you very much. This is nice. Yeah. And, uh. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we've, uh, me and you, we've been friendly for quite a while now. Um, I guess I think we met originally uh, through the Coyote stuff. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think so. Coming to the shows and stuff, right? And I've been in the Coyotes for about four or five years now, so yeah, it's been a while. And you've. Uh, you guys have been a part of some cool shows with me, uh, inclu- Deb Stock. including my Deb Stock, and Dude, that was a banger. Yeah, that was a great day, and uh, for a lot, a lot of fun for a good cause, getting to raise some money for some others uh, fighting uh, brain cancer and stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to keep that going here. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I think, um, uh, well, maybe exclusive. I don't know. I haven't really told him much about it. I haven't really. But I think I'm gonna hold. Are you are you unre- unrevealing some big news? Maybe or revealing some yeah. big news. Uh, Dang, not, while I'm on the podcast, nothing's nothing's official official. But uh, I think what I'm gonna do is uh, move it to May because May is actually Brain Brain Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, yeah, sure, that makes sense. And uh, it just happened to be that we did September um, with Mom, and then we did November in nineteen or in uh, twenty one. Uh, because that was when we was available to get in there. Like as things kind of lightened up with COVID protocols and everything else, mm-hmm, and uh, was mm-hmm. able to safely have fun again. And uh, so I've never really been committed to doing it in the fall, but it seems like it makes more sense to to move it to May and more, get to try to build more of a national exposure, be able to get some more press behind it, uh, being that it's a uh, you know the the cause and everything so right yeah if everybody's already aware of it and then the show's going on at the same time i think it could work out that's a good match yeah so uh, anyway but that's my plan so uh, hopefully a look out for may of 23 i'm on the lookout i'm ready yeah man hopefully if we can get on it again yeah well i I might know a guy (laughs) dude put in a good word yeah all right uh but yeah dude uh so We've been buddies for a while, like I said, but I've never really got to sit down like this and talk and get to know more of the story of Tony Hall. So uh, that's what's fun about this podcast and why I continue to keep doing it. I love uh, 
kind of deep diving into some of this stuff. And, and, um, so I guess take me back to the beginning, man. Like what's, uh, is so St. Louis back always been home? Beginning. Uh, I grew up in Cedar Hill Yeah, and that is about an hour South of here. A uh, small town, little rural area. And then I moved to the city in probably like 2010, 2011, and uh, haven't gone back since. Yeah. What, uh, so what, what did the music bring you to the city or was it a work or no, family? Uh, or? I had a buddy who got a house down in Clifton Heights and he needed a roommate. There you go. And so I just moved down there with him. And, uh, then I met my wife a couple of years later, you know, and then we got a house and yeah. now I think I'm stuck here for life. <laughs> I don't think we're, I don't think I'm ever going back. Yeah. Although I'm trying to convince her. I'd like, I would like to go back sometime, but it would be hard because there's not a lot of shows, you know, on Cedar yeah. Hill. you know, you can't, can't drive that far every weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like. I feel like I'm. I like where I'm at. I'm out. I grew up out in Winsville. Oh yeah, man, you're way far away. Yeah, I'm like it's like a 45 minute drive to downtown, and but I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm used to it. Uh, it's all I know. So it's like I'm. Not, I've always known of you know having to drive pretty good while to get anywhere. So and I hear Winsville's blowing up. Too, oh, man. it's I it's mean. nutty out there. Yeah, it's like it's probably too much, really. Um, yeah, <clears throat> the not to like too distracted but like that's like uh like the infrastructure of the city is not built to hold the amount of people that live out there now it's like it's just not ideal for the amount of traffic out there yeah we started going out there and uh when i was playing in a punk band it's called Irie, and uh it was like i think it was the midwest music oh band. yeah yeah i spent a lot of time there in high school and stuff. yeah man and we used to go out there and i remember it being like a real small town and now you go out there and it's just built yeah. up and there's tons of stuff yeah but uh it's some pretty good times at that midwest music pit yeah yeah it was some wild nights over there and i i like that we you know there's there's a lot of little places around in these towns like that and um you know it's a great good place to get get your start you know it's like uh, give giving the high school kids and you know young younger people like that an opportunity to actually play on a stage and get in front of their friends and stuff and actually do it so uh there was I mean, like I said, that's where some of my earliest concert memories are going to see my friends in high school bands starting starting to play over there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, a lot of punk bands, yeah, a lot of metal bands, right? Dude, it's so funny how like everybody that plays in this like country Americana scene now, like three quarters of everybody started playing in punk bands, yeah. you know, and then graduated like to this Americana music. Yeah, I got to slow this thing down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Getting too old for that. Yeah, man, we got to. Yeah. You know, take it back a little bit. <laughs> I still got a lot of friends who who do it, and I still really enjoy the music. And I would like to do it more, but it's it's kind of tough being like a you know middle aged man, thirties. You don't have the same kind of juice you did when you were a kid to <laughs> get up on stage and just let it rip. You know, yeah. If I headbang for even a couple songs, dude, my neck is sore for <laughs> three days. Right. But uh, uh yeah, I uh, I often laugh to like. Uh, you know the same kind of thing like a lot of these old rockers are now country guys like uh you know you're you're uh even though like they weren't like what you know huge rock but like poison like brett michaels is now like a kind of more of a country singer thing you know (laughs) it's like all all of them just like slowed it down just a little bit and you know uh 
they don't, some of them don't sing quite as high anymore, so they drop the key down a little bit, and you know, it's like that's pretty. I mean, that's kind of how like me and Nick got started. We started playing, and it wasn't really a punk band, but the Moon Glampers, and that's how I met Nick is uh, through a mutual friend, Tom Mannion. He had got us together, and we played like it wasn't punk, but it was rock. You know, we played a lot, and it was fast, and it was it was cool. And then Nick wanted to slowly start doing like singer songwriter stuff, and uh. He broke off and started doing his own thing, but kept all the same guys from the Moon Glampers in his new band. And uh, it was just kind of hard to make it work. Yeah. Because uh, we would have two band practices together in one night or two band practices a week. But, uh, well, I feel like what you, what the sound evolved into, what is now Nick Gusman and the Coyotes, like kind of embodies a lot of that. Like you guys. You know, you have the rock and rock songs. Yeah, and, we do have some rockers. And then you have those like country ballads and, yeah. you know, those, I mean, so it's like a wide variety of sound coming out of one band. and Right. Some of those where Nick just serenades the crowd, yeah. you know, for four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Gets everybody tears welling up in their eyes oh, and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then we bring the thunder for a couple of them, you know. Yeah. Which is cool. And I think we still like to do that too, you know. I like it. It's It's good to have a good mix. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's some of my favorite stuff. And, um, but yeah, I love that, you know, especially like <laughs> listening to like the, your guys' latest album, like, you know, it's takes you on a journey, man. There's all, all over the place. So it's fun when you can get that much different stuff out of one collection of songs. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. That's kind of what, when I was writing this, my album, I was thinking about that the whole time. Like it's got to have some variety on it. And plus I just like a lot of variety, you yeah. know, it, Everything from, you know, hip-hop to funk to country to, yeah, to punk, you know, like, I love it all. Everybody does, you know? If you ask anybody what their favorite kind of music is, they always say, well, I like all kinds of music. Right. You know, because everybody does whatever hits you, hits you, you know? Sure. Yeah. And for me, like, I get I, I get asked a lot, like, what's your favorite? And oh, yeah. Like, and I'm like, shit, it changes every day. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, some days I'm feeling this vibe, and then some days I'm... You know, want to get a little rowdy or whatever, you know, it's just like... Yeah, Shane, I had some hard-hitting questions for you for uh -oh. the podcast. But as I was thinking about him last night, I was like, he's done almost a thousand of these podcasts. So there's no questions that I'm going to be able to ask him that he hasn't already got like 10 times. So I'm not going to ask him right now. I'm going to wait, you know, I'm going to wait to fire him off. All right. See if something something good comes Tony's up. Tony's question segment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Switch the interview up, man. There we go. There should be. Do you ever do a podcast where they just interview you? No. Uh, I mean, like, I always look at these like as a conversation, you know. It's not really an interview. It's just, oh, a, yeah, a, just, hang. A, just a hang. Right. So there is parts of me in all these shows. And so I feel like anybody that's been following along for a while, you've heard all my dumb stories. Like, I don't have... <laughs> that, that many you know so it's like so you've heard everything over a span of some of these shows and it's like so as far as me like i've i don't mind doing interviews with other people on their shows and things but as far as like interviewing me on my show i feel like a lot of the information's probably already been on there uh i mean i'm that's what i'm saying man yeah. i got nothing I get <laughs> no hard hitting question that's gonna you know floor you or anything I, like that. yeah well we can try maybe you never know i'm gonna I'm gonna keep them in my back pocket just go. in case. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, so, so take me again back where 
uh, you started with uh, was Moon. You said uh, what, Eerie. Irie. 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 Was that, that was the was that one of the first bands or? But there was a punk band before that. Uh, it was called Sacrifice Theory, and uh, you know we just played in a trailer. It's like ba- I was on drums, and uh, it was me, my best friend Chris Willie, and a guy named Cody Becker. And then uh, it didn't last very long. Uh, I ended up moving to bass, and Chris stayed on guitar. Chris wrote a lot of the songs. You know, I would help with some of them, but we formed Irie with uh, Jesse Payne and Chris Nays on drums and Robert Wood also played drums on some of it. And that was a big part of my life, man. We played from the time I was like 17 to 25, 26. Uh, we didn't do like a lot of out of state shows or we didn't do one out of state show to be <laughs> honest with you, but we played a lot, but we kind of like based our whole thing on just partying. Yeah. We partied way too hard, way too much. And even when it came to practices and it just wasn't very sustainable. Yeah. Uh, and then that uh, kind of fell apart. And it's kind of like this at the same time, another one of the band's best friend was our, our buddy Clint Mannion. And Clint had a brother, Tom Mannion, who did acoustic duo stuff with Nick. And that's who introduced me and Nick. Like, I'd go see them yeah. play a little duo stuff. And then one day, you know, Tom was like, hey, me and Nick are forming a band with, our, with Tom's cousin, Dan Moody. And we need a bass player. And I was like, yeah, sign me up. You know, I, I've seen you guys play. I've seen, you know, some of Nick's songs. And uh, Irie was fizzing out. And I joined Moon Glampers. And we played for like five or six five or six years until Nick started forming, you know, his solo project. Right. And it kind of just carried on from that. So drums, bass. You got a guitar with you today. Yeah. Keys. Well, Keys actually started because when Nick formed his solo project, he had an organ sitting in his house, and uh, he had got, I don't know if you remember Uncle Dave, Old Man Dave. Mm. Uh, I forget what band he was in, man, but it was a, a kind of a, a well-known band. I think he played with Jesse Irwin a lot. Okay. And he got him on bass, and I could play a little bit of Keys, because when I was a janitor at the nursing home, there was a piano there, and I used to play it all the time. You know, I just spent... You you do custodial work, so you know yeah. you get, you, there's some free time, dude. And, right. And at <laughs> night, and I was a nighttime janitor too, man. And uh, I would just spend my nights playing this piano. So uh, when Nick started going to his, you know, his solo stuff, I was like, dude, please let me play keys. You know, I was like, I can, I think I can hang. And then he he gave me a shot, man. And I tried not to waste it. I practiced, you know, a lot to be able to to hang with these guys and. You know, as the band eventually got better, you know, you got Garrett and Sean and even Nick, dude, they're all just murderers on right. their instruments, you know, so I got to keep up with them. So I've gotten, I've gotten better, still nowhere even close, but uh, just that chance right there that, you know, that day that Nick let me get on his organ and start messing around, dude, it, it really changed my life because I think it really uh, also kind of opened up my ears to music. You know, once you play the keys, you can, you know, you get a little bit better understanding of how music theory works. And uh, I think my focus kind of shifted from, you know, partying to having a good time to really trying to understand music. And uh, I think it really helped me with the album too, you know, because now I could put together some songs. You know, I still can't sing, but I think (laughs) I can sing better than when I could have before I started playing. Yeah. I I think my first, like, introduction to you uh, singing... I recall 
I think we became friendly on Facebook and stuff. And then like, I remember you posted some video like a it's you probably biscuits and gravy maybe, yeah I, I was trying to actually like dig it up i was trying to like go back and i couldn't i couldn't find it but i was like i remember there was one of you like just on your, a cell phone and like playing and i was just like dude like this is really like there's something <laughs> here like it's fun it's catchy like oh, yeah, i was so nervous about yeah. that that's the first time i really they wouldn't give me a microphone and irie moon glampers i also played in another band called your new favorite t-shirt and it's kind of like a rock reggae band and uh, it's Matt Green and Jared Richardson and Jeremiah Skaggs. And uh, that was a time from like my mid-20s to we actually still kind of jam today. And we're trying to get a record done, but it's hard because everybody's a dad. Yeah. But uh, Matt Green, he, he, I would write some songs and he would really push me to sing. And I'd be like, dude, I can't sing. He's like, just grow some balls, dude. Sing that song, <laughs> dude. You got to just let it rip, you know? And uh I don't know. Every time, every practice, he would just force it on me, you know, like trial by fire or whatever, and kept pushing me to do it. And uh, even to this day, I still just think, you know, what he'd say to me, you know, like just <laughs> you just got to do it, man. No looking back. So yeah, well, look at that. You now you're now you recorded a whole record of you singing on every song, and right, even on that record, I wanted somebody else to. Sing. My original plan was to have like Nick sing. You know, the singers on it are Nick. Chris Willie and Sarah Landing, who, oh my God, I don't know if you heard her sing, but yeah. she's amazing. And I originally was like, I'll write all the lyrics and have them sing the songs, you know? And the guy recording it, Adam White, was like, no, dude, we can't do it like that. You got to sing your own songs. He's like, it's going to take you forever to try to have somebody else sing these in the same cadence and same beat, you know? And right. if it's your song, people want to hear your voice, you know? And then also... You kind of told me that everybody thinks their voice sucks, you know, and so it took a long time for me to like listen back to this show, like oh, and, dude, like, and bet, not man. hate it, like you know, it's like right. You start hearing and and then just same thing as a vocalist singing, like you hear every little imperfection and stuff, and it's yeah, like, man. But my worst thing is when my do I get nervous? My voice starts shaking and stuff, and uh, you, and other people may, might not hear it, but you can, you know, oh, you yeah. yourself can hear it, or you know, sure. Hear when some, your voice rises or gets deep, old, and you're like, "Oh, that's so weird. I hate it." Yeah, I, hate <laughs> I had somebody it. like, "You say and and um a lot," and I'm like, "You don't think I hear that shit?" And I'm like, you know, I was like <laughs> right. "I'm trying, man." Yeah, man, man it's I hard. Think of questions. I got to keep the conversation going. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be like an and or um in right. there sometime. I'm just like, I'm, I'm no pro, you know, <laughs> right. I'm just, just a dude. So yeah, man, just a dude with a microphone. Yeah. Well, you uh, you mentioned uh, your job as a working custodial, and I think that might be a good introduction. Best job I ever had. Yeah, let's talk about uh, a track employment history. Yeah. Uh, is this based on a true story? Uh, a lot of it is. Yeah. Uh, there are some parts that are made up just to make words rhyme. Yeah. And to help carry the song along. And uh, I won't tell you which ones. You'll have to decipher yeah. them for yourself, you know. <laughs> keep keep the listener guessing. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, uh, a lot of it's true. Right. Which is kind of embarrassing in a way. I don't want people to think I'm a bad employee by any <laughs> means. Right. But, and I even try to, like, bring that back in the end of the song. You know, like, you know, I know it's a lot of jobs, and I'm not a guy who just quits on a job and stuff like that, but... I just been working a lot, dude. I, you know, I started working early and as much as I could, you know. And well, I was a janitor at 
In nursing home I used to take out the trash and mop all the floors is the best damn job that I ever had It's like a hundred grand moms and a hundred grand dads The first job I had I was working on a farm I was shoveling hay with my tiny little arms Five dollars an hour till I said oh please I went to Mickey D's and made five fifteen They call that an increase so I got me a job working at Kmart. I was stocking shelves and pushing carts. I got a dishwasher job at a local buffet where I found all you can eat is actually not that great. So I thought I'd scope chicks, maybe give me a tan. I got a lifeguard job at the Six Flags. It was pretty dang cool, man. I got to test out the rides, but then this girl got hurt going down my slide. She was okay though. Just something that happened on my watch. On top of some other shit that had already happened on my watch. Well, I've had name tags, I've had hair nets, I've had 401ks, resumes, jobs in the day, jobs in the night. I've had bosses I've hated and bosses I've liked, but the only job I've ever liked to do is go to the bar and play a couple of tunes for you. Hoping maybe me and the band we might get paid, and our bar tab won't be more than the money we make. All right. Insert guitar solo here. different emails singing pizza pies I worked at two different subways with the exact same guys I worked at the car wash with the drummer from our band where I song get fired quit and get fired again I used to slang boxes at UPS and get this man I even worked for FedEx purple or brown I was never torn because at Home Depot baby they make you wear orange Cell phone towers driving out of state And at the country club is where I used to violate I had me a job in industrial supply Then I'd go and watch parking garages at night And I was at a drug company counting out drugs When one day I got fired I tested positive for drugs As fate would have it, it was just my luck I got a job with a company that tests people for drugs Ridiculous, man Circumstance, I suppose you can't beat them, you know, you gotta join them, I guess. I've had my name tags, had my head nets, I've had 401ks, resumes, jobs in the day, jobs in the night. I've had bosses I've hated and bosses I've liked, but the only job I've ever liked to do is go to the bar and play a couple of tunes for you. I hope it may be me and the band, we might get paid. And our bar tip won't be more than the money we make. Yep. Well, I know it seems like a lot. Baby, that's because it is. But you need to understand, I've had two or three jobs at a time since I was a kid. That's not to mention them jobs where they only pay straight cash. You know, under the table's pretty cool, man. You ain't got to pay no tax. I've done some roofing, basement waterproofing. 
digging holes by the bunch and carrying boxes up and down stairs in a couple different types of construction. I've done some door-to-door sales, walking around town. I planted some trees and I chopped some down. I stand in a parking lot waving a flag and you can bet your bottom dollar that I used to cut grass and now I got me a job and I hope that I can stay long. And I pray to the Lord up above that they never ever hear this song. I've had my name tags in my head nets, fed 401ks and resumes, jobs in the day, jobs in the night. I've had bosses I've hated and bosses I've liked, but the only job I've ever liked to do is go to the bar and play a couple of tunes for you. And our bartend won't be more than the money we make Until then, just get up in the morning, go to work and try not to complain Just get up in the morning, go to work and try not to complain (laughs) I'm with you, I've had, I mean, pretty much since 16 uh started working and then like i think basically since 18 i've had two jobs for the most part of those you know until yeah until covid so like uh same year dude i had two jobs most of my adult life until just a couple years ago right i got furloughed from the bar and uh was that was my my last second job was working at oyster broadway oyster bar and when covid shut the bar down and everything that was and then i was like it was kind of nice having a little free time and not working two jobs all the time. So when when I didn't have two jobs is when I got a chance to record the record. Yeah, I wasn't working nights and weekends anymore, and yeah. I was like, dude, I got to do something with my time, you know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I was at one point I was trying to juggle two jobs, uh, being married. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know it. <laughs> doing uh, doing the podcast a couple times a week sometimes. And going to concerts. Yeah, and, still trying to have an outside life. Right. I was like, I just tell people like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I just cut out sleeping. So that, <laughs> like, you know, that really opens up a lot of free time. So. Dude, that is hard for me. I love sleep, man. <laughs> I might have like a greater affection for it now that I don't get any sleep. But uh, I really think that's how me and my wife fell in love. We'd go out and like party, go on dates, and, you know, and spend the next day. And we would both just sleep. <laughs> We'd wake up, go get some food, you know, and then just sleep. And I'd be like, she's the one for me. (laughs) She gets it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Well, uh, she also, is is that her on on the record also? She has a speaking part on Speechless. Uh, I try to get her to do more. She was, she's real self-conscious of her voice too. I guess, I guess everybody is or whatever, but uh, she's always like, I can't sing. I can't sing. But she gave it away because, like, two years ago, at on Halloween, maybe, somebody had a karaoke machine, and she had some drinks in her, and she grabbed that mic and just sang. And I swear to God, dude, I, like, floored, dude. I stopped dead in my tracks, and I'm like, this girl's been lying to me the whole time. She sings like an angel. She really does, man. She, I'm real pitchy, dude. I can't hit keys or pitches or anything, and she was just nailing it, and so... When the record came along, I'm like, I know you can sing. I know you can. You know, don't lie to me about this. But she didn't want to do it. So yeah. I got her to do a speaking part. And, uh, you know, she's actually been real helpful with the whole thing, you know, from the album cover to 
we just shot a video last weekend weekend she helped come up with the plot and everything so she's definitely the brains behind the operation as i'm sure every wife is to most (laughs) you know right guys yeah man (laughs) uh big shout out to her for sure yeah and her continued support right date night tonight yeah man yeah we gotta wrap this up and get out to date night right i gotta thank shane you know (laughs) he's uh let me do this earlier in the day so we can have date night yeah very kind yeah i'm uh happy to happy to help support i, I know i know <laughs> yeah. date nights don't know i know date nights are very important i mean like i said uh that's a big part of my life too like you gotta find you know make time and and uh to balance all your priorities and stuff you know mm-hmm. it's like an, mm-hmm. um and that's always been one for me like making sure to we have plenty of time to go out and have fun together and stuff too and not just always work all the time so right um but yeah, man. Uh, what uh, I uh, was thinking about karaoke, uh, and I, I feel like a lot of that the same way. Like I don't think I'm myself as like a singer at all. Like, dude, I will not karaoke, and, man. I and feel like I'm so bad. We we went out one night. Uh, it was a friend's bachelor party. They get you up there. And I well, I went uh, in. Uh, uh, so is. Actually, it was a joint bachelor party, um, and uh, so like me and my wife were all we were all there. Did you guys uh, do a duet? And yeah, so <laughs> I, I did. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. Well, I I did uh, Bob Seger's Night Moves, and she Ooh, and she baby. Did, she did all the uh, the chorus parts with me, and uh, and it was, but I had people. I had somebody actually like come up, and like man, you sound so good on there. Like sound, I'm like what the like get out of here. Like I'm like I don't know. I mean like I I think I could sound okay but as far as like going to that like i sound like bob seger singing it you're out of your mind like you know yeah. it's like Did i i sound probably good enough for like for you know drunk people listening to karaoke so right there's uh one time we played a show with your new favorite t-shirt at old rock house it was like exactly one year ago last august or whatever and uh this kid came up to me and he was he was young you know he's maybe 20 years old he's like dude you sound just like bob seger and i was like you out of your mind, kid. Right. First of all, I don't know if you know too many Bob Seger songs, but uh, but I'll take it, man. If you think that, dude, thank you. That's very nice yeah. of you. You know, like, right? It's hard to believe, you know, but uh, whatever, man. You gotta take what you can get. Yeah, dude, it's a hard life. Right? Oh yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a long and lonesome road. <laughs> oh no, you yeah. didn't. <laughs> dude, we play Night uh, Moves with Nick and the Coyotes, dude. That's a great song. Oh, dude, the crowd loves it. Nick won't play it every time because we've done it quite a bit. We even did it in Moon Glampers quite a bit. But uh, uh, Sean always calls it like it's the cougar getter or whatever because <laughs> I guess every time we play it, dude, all the the older gals in the crowd, you know, get up and start dancing. Dude, it's a good one to get people up and moving, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always think of like when I think of that, like uh, uh, my buddy Josh had a joke about uh you know young guys like going out to clubs and stuff and he's like man forget that i like cougars i'm going to starbucks <laughs> you know I'm like i'm going to target you know it's like right. and stuff like that so it always cracked me up yeah you got to be careful at target man yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot going on there all right uh, 
Uh, well, you uh, let's talk about another tune, man. You mentioned um, biscuits and biscuits and gravy, which uh, you said yeah. might have been. Well, so that was biscuits and gravy. So was that where it started? I mean, like you were saying, you it was, you were so nervous about that recording that video and stuff. Like, was that kind of where some of this idea, like, hey, maybe I can actually do put together a record or? Yeah, kind of, man. Uh, well, I had the idea for a record for a long time. Uh, and then in 2019, one of my best friends, Brian Kennedy, uh, he passed away suddenly from like a brain, a very rare brain disease. Hmm. And, uh, and it, dude, it just got me thinking. And then like at the same time, uh, you know, COVID happened next in 2020. And I was just thinking like, dude, life, life is short, man. And right. even though you're scared and nervous about things, if you, if you got something, you just got to let it out, let it rip. Otherwise, you know. Who knows, dude, you, you'd be gone any second, you know. And my friend Brian, he had a book that he was writing, and he was an incredible songwriter. He, I mean, one of the most talented dudes I ever met, and I just think all the stuff that he left unfinished. And yeah. he was also the kind of guy that would just get up and do anything, man. He had no, he was not scared of anything. And so I had always thought about doing my own record, you know, like a dream. And then he passed, and then I kind of got serious right after that. Well, like seriously thinking about it and uh one day i just wrote biscuits and gravy like lauren had made this bomb ass biscuits and gravy casserole <laughs> and uh she left and i was just playing around on the piano and i started singing it and it was at the same time covid was happening so then some of those covid lyrics came in there and i was like dude that, that i think that's pretty good you know i don't know for sure if it's good but uh you know fuck it dude i'm just gonna let it ride you <laughs> right. know let's see if anybody likes it and a few people reached out to me like, dude, you should record that. And I was like, well, you know, I was thinking about recording it, you know, and uh, I didn't have a second job at the time anymore, just working one full time job. And uh, I was getting paid more than I had at any previous job before. Oh, and a big thing about it was I had got rear ended in a car accident in like 2018, just smashed. And I ended up getting some settlement money out of it. So... I was like, dude, all the signs are pointing to just just let it ride, you know, and go ahead and do it. So, oh, and the studio that I, so I started looking up studios. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll find a studio that I can go to. And I found Red Pill Studios, and it's on Hampton and Nottingham, and I live off Nottingham, and it was in, it's in my alley. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one block away. I Every night, it was like, I'd <laughs> go down there once there, a week yeah. and just walk down right. there and do it. I was like, dude, this is fate. I have to do it. Yeah. And I was kind of nervous about doing biscuits and gravy because I was like, dude, there's a lot of COVID references in there. And I was like, well, COVID's probably not going to last that long. (laughs) And then it just kept dragging on. All right. So I was like, well, it's a pretty good song. I I should probably just put it in there, you know. And once Sarah started singing on it and Nick sang on it too, I was like, dude, this song. And Garrett played guitar on it. I was like, this song's badass. It's got to be on there. Yeah. I uh I so I gave it the first listen the other night when uh after it came out and I I laughed real hard when Sarah sang uh <laughs> I, I need your gravy baby. I need your gravy <laughs> yeah, I need I'm, your gravy baby Yeah I was just like yeah that's so funny like I was just thinking because well I said no she didn't she did yeah. not just say that I mean it wor- <laughs> it it works but it's just also like. If you would have ever asked her, like, hey, do you ever imagine that you would sing about gravy? Like, you know, like, and that, <laughs> how much you needed it? And like, you know, I was like, don't forget your biscuits and your gravy. 
I did not ask her to sing that. Uh, she was like, I've never recorded in a studio before, and uh, she was real nervous about it, and she just stepped in like a fucking champ, man. She got in there, 
And she sang all the, you know, the things we asked her to sing, the verses and choruses, no problem. And then we're like, hey, you know, do this like a, you know, uh, uh, I forget what we called it, like a spare track or a laugh track or whatever, you know, just a improvs, you know, just sing whatever you, whatever comes to your mind, you know, shout, shout that shit out. And, <laughs> and uh, she said that and me and the guy and Adam White who recorded it, dude, we fell down on the ground laughing, you know, like, right. holy shit, you know. For being somebody who's like, oh, I'm nervous. I've never done this before. And she fucking came in, dude. <laughs> funny, singing great, dude. I was just like, and after that, I asked her to come back. And I mean, I think she sang out of, on eight or nine of all the songs, dude. She was, she was so good. She can switch from like a soulful, funky voice to a, a country voice or rock voice, dude. She could, she could do it all. Shout out to Sarah Landing. She plays in the lowercase G's. And they play like. Every weekend at your bars out in Jeff County, you know, if you right. got some time to go see them. Yeah. Yeah. This was the, that was the first I heard her name and I was very impressed. It sounded really nice. So, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so, uh, the record, uh, all seriousness aside is now available wherever you get your digital music at, uh, under yeah. Tony M. Hall. Yeah. I had to throw that middle initial in there. Yep. Like Sick. I told you, a lot of Tony Hall's around. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you, uh, but yeah, if you, if you having trouble, look it up for the, the album name and stuff and it'll pop right there, pop right up. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned, uh, you had a lot of, uh, great help. Uh, you know, many of the, uh, coyotes, uh, joined you in studio and, yeah. And, uh, Garrett Ranji, Nigel Solomon, uh, Sean Camry fiddled on a ton of them. Nick sang, Nick Gusman sang and played harmonica on a ton. Ed Dogs played drums on... 10 out of the 11 tracks. Uh, yeah, man, I hope I'm not forgetting all, anybody all of a sudden. Michael Eisenbeis, uh, he's a guitar player in Find a Drive. Oh, yeah. I you know him? Yeah, Michael's a good friend of mine. I, I just, Adam told me one day, he's like, yeah, I got uh, this guy, Michael. He'll, he'll come in and play a couple of songs. And uh, it was down to the last minute, and I couldn't really get anybody else in. So I was like, yeah, yeah, have him come in. And I didn't know who he was, but now I know. And I was yeah. like, dude, this guy's awesome, man. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's he's a real deal, man. He's, he's a, the real deal, yeah, man. He sat down and just started coming up with stuff, and I was like, "Oh my god, man, Michael, thank you." Yeah, uh, find a drive, at, uh, and then he also has a group called Whiskey Morning, and those are kind of more country stuff. But he also plays with uh, Hard Promises, a Tom Petty tribute. Yes, that's right. And, and I think Adam might play drums in that band sometimes. Okay. I think that's how they knew each other. Yeah, and he. Uh, but he's also like um, set in with El Monstero and, yep, and stuff, yep. and like you know he does a lot of uh, cool stuff for sure. He's a very very talented guy. Yeah, and then I got to give a shout out to you know my best friend growing up, Chris Willie. He, uh, I pretty much owe like a lot of my musical ability to Chris. Dude, we grew up together playing and singing and stuff, and uh, he came and sang on four songs and. Uh, if I could have had him sing on all of them, you know, I would have because he's, he's a great singer too, man, and a great writer, dude. Chris can write some really good songs, real funny songs, and he's been floating around the idea of doing his own record too because if he did, uh, people would really like it because he's great, man. Great singer, great performer. I mean, he's, what they call it, you know, the whole package or whatever, so. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to all them. Uh, big help uh, bringing this together, making this... Uh, album come to life man yeah man it, it, it really took a lot of help for real yeah uh and i needed every bit of it <laughs> yeah. 
like you should hear some of the tracks when i first walked in there and i just did them to a metronome you know and just me playing acoustic and then you when you hear when you hear just the acoustic with the metronome and then you hear what they are now i mean it's night and day uh thank god for studio magic you know (laughs) (laughs) adam could like tune up my vocals on some parts and stuff too and to shout out to Adam White too, man. If you if you anybody needs any recording or anything like that, dude, Red Pill Studios, Adam White, Big Bane Recording. This dude guided me like I was his son, you know, <laughs> like like he was the captain of the ship and he took me under his arms and he, yeah. he fucking uh very nice dude, but also not too nice where he would just let you do something stupid, dude. He was he's a drummer, so I tried to play bass on I did play bass on all the record because I you know I could play bass, but uh, dude, he wouldn't take nothing, you know, he wouldn't take anything that was like less than standard or less than good, you know, he like, he made sure I got stuff right. And he kind of was the same way with everybody else too. He's like, let's do it again. Let's get it right. He forced me to sing all my own songs. Dude, he, he really helped a lot. Yeah. So you sang, uh, bass and, uh, acoustic guitar and, uh, keyboards. All right. Yeah. So you very uh very involved in uh, all this. Uh, yeah. I tried a couple of days to lay down guitar solos and I was like, what what am I doing here, dude? I know Garrett Ronchi. Yeah, right. I know Nigel Solomon. You know, like, <laughs> this guy's, let's get some professionals in yeah, here. Yeah, this guy's I, pretty good. Yeah, I wanted to get Baxter, you know, Jacob Baxter and Matt Maher. Like that was a dream of mine, but it's just a time thing, you know. And yeah, next record for sure. Next record, dude. I would that would be so awesome to have those dudes come in. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty uh, blessed, man. We got saying we we have a lot of really talented friends around here, dude. We do have a lot of really talented friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if we, we're just biased because we see it all the time, but I see bands like Yard Eagle and Old Capital, and you know, oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 Brother Francis, dude, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, how is St. Louis not just blowing up on the music scene? I mean, there's so much. I'll go to somewhere on a random night and see a band uh and i'm like oh my god man these guys are so good like it's just it's everywhere man old souls revival i mean yeah dude i mean i was thinking that you uh i started trying to do this recently I just put a playlist together of all of my favorite local bands that i like right and uh i told somebody about it and they're like dude you know who should do that shane should do that because he's got his thumb on every local band he probably knows the best ones dude you could probably put together a killer playlist yeah you probably already have maybe <laughs> there's uh I, I do have a playlist of like everybody that's been on the show nice on, on spotify and stuff so it's like it's if you want to go his brothers if oh. you want to go on a ride that's the that's a playlist man like that's a it's you know obviously uh almost a thousand of these episodes and like a uh, episodes. so there's a lot of different variety of sounds coming through and so i try to uh i try to include like a song or two from from everybody that's been on the show that uh so um yeah it's sometimes i put it on and I'm, and it's what's funny is like some of those bands aren't even bands anymore you know yeah i know so, I so know. it's like i kind of forget about them a little bit because you haven't seen them out playing so then i'm like something comes up on that playlist i'm like and who the hell is this and i'm like i have to i have to look because i'm like oh yeah man i forgot about how good this stuff is i'm like right so, um which is you know it's a shame that happens but yeah it's like and just it does happen. Bands fizzle sometimes and dissolve and move into you know, like I said, you 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 know, you've even done it firsthand. Moved moved into other projects and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. just uh, we actually have a Moon Glampers record. We recorded the whole thing with uh, Zach 
Gibbons, I guess, who's running Fat Buddha now, right? recorded the whole thing, and it's done, it's mastered, and right at the same time that it got mastered is like right when Moon Glampers fizzled out, uh, and so we never released it, so it's just sitting there. I have it on Dropbox, like me and Nick, every time we see each other, we're like, yeah, we should just release it, you know, we just got to get it out there, you know, because it's a lot of good songs, yeah. man, and uh, we just haven't done it yet, but it, yeah. it makes me sad when I think about that. Yeah. Uh, we were actually, a conversation just came up earlier today with somebody else and was like, they have a record just been sitting in a folder or like, it's all done. It's been for like a couple of years and like, so the same kind of thing. And they were just like, probably should just put it out there. Yeah. Put it out there, man. It can't hurt nothing. And then you grow up and listen to it when you're older, man. Show your kids. That's a huge thing about also doing a record, man. I was like, dude, it'd be so cool. Like I could tell my sons that I was in a band my whole life, you know, and they'd be like, oh, cool, dad Dad played music in a band, you know, I don't know what he did, but I was like, if I had a record that I could show these little kids, right. you know, they probably won't think it's that cool, but they might, you know, they could at least see there's like some physical evidence of it happening. Yeah. I was like, that would be pretty dope, yo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you, uh, yeah, you're, they're, they're pretty young still now, right? So. Yeah, uh, one is almost two, Henry's almost two, yeah. and Everett just turned two months old. Yeah. So we are not sleeping at all. <laughs> right. No. But, man, it's, it, it's, uh, it's exciting to think about, the like you're saying, that future, though. Like, you know, maybe if, the, if, the, if they're interested in music and stuff. and dude, Henry's one, already killing it on the piano. Dude. Oh, you yeah? Know? He loves guitar, man. Every time, like, he comes to a couple of shows and... Uh, Lauren will tell me, it's like, dude, he just locks in on Nick playing guitar, you know, and uh, any guitar player, Garrett, too, like, anybody who's playing guitar, he locks in. All right. Yeah, he's got a couple of his own little kid guitars, too, but he pretty much just picks them up and bashes them on the yeah. ground like a rock star or something. He just likes to break shit. I follow this kid on Instagram, little bitty dude. Uh, I forget how old he, you know, is, but but he's uh, he's up there singing his songs, man, and it's like, you know it's impressive that he's like whatever five i don't know whatever but he's out playing and singing and stuff and you know there some of that is kind of a novelty like it's the it's the cute kid with a guitar kind of thing right right but when you when you start like realizing like hey there's actually something here like and it's it's cool to see like uh them actually you know chasing that dream too and developing it and, and putting in the work and stuff and not just uh you know so um it's exciting to see, man. Yeah, it is. It's something that I wish I would have done as a kid, you know, even as a teenager playing in punk bands, you know, instead of just wanting to party all the time and rock as hard as I could and whip my hair around and shit, you know, it's like, it'd been cool to actually, maybe if I would have like learned some music theory and stuff, you know, and kind of, you know, took it serious at the time. But yeah, it's really cool to see little kids uh, already have it, you know, already have that talent. And you're like, wow, man. Yeah. You know, hopefully they can stick with it, and hopefully they they still love it. You know. And sure. Yeah, man. Well, I uh, I just think that'd be fun, man, to have like the uh, the the Tony Hall family band or something someday. Oh, or dude, something. it's yeah. you know yeah. I, I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Get them boys playing. Yeah. Uh, I've I've told it a bunch of times on here, but that's a lot of like you know my early memories. I um, you know I can recall. A lot of like Saturday, Sunday morning kind of stuff, like with dad and dad played a little bit. It was never like, you know, really in a band or anything. He was, he would jam every now and then with people and sit in and like play harmonica with some friends. 
and dabbled a little bit with electric guitar. We had a piano at the house that he got from his brother and probably had him in tune in forever. And, but he would like walk by and he would always just do the, uh, you know, like and do, <laughs> yeah. do, do the old time rock and roll. And yeah, man, and that was about it. And, uh, but he, uh, we would, I've, you know, like I said, I have memories of like us joking about having the family band, uh, what him and me and my brother and, uh, and we would be like um, singing Ozark Mountain Daredevils and stuff. Yeah. I, that's the one that always like kind of comes to mind for some Is reason. Is that like, ooh, uh, Jackie Blue? I, Is that them? I mean, hell yeah, that's them. Yeah, Jackie Blue. And if you want to get to heaven, mm, <laughs> got to raise a little hill. Yeah, man. Uh, but the, the memory, like the, the video, the, you know, the vivid part of that memory is I always think about is, uh, well, I've been standing on a rock. Just waiting for my seeds to grow. And I was <laughs> like, Shane, you got yeah. a pretty good scene, dude. You <laughs> quit messing around, dude. Right. I, I, I see, well, see why they said that. I can mimic. Good. I feel like I can mimic people pretty well. I can, I can like. Uh, can you do accents? No, not Ooh. not really that too much. But like, oh, I, I feel like accents. I yeah, I feel like I can. Uh, I mean, maybe I can make up like fake ones. I think. But, <laughs> like, where is that? Yeah. Like, you'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never know. Right. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I just but those were some good times, man. I had a lot of fun back in the day playing, you know, playing some music around. I, it's nothing I ever, you know, really pursued, but those were those were fun memories and stuff hanging with dad, so. Yeah, and it obviously stuck, you know. For sure, yeah. Fucking yeah, I wish I would have like got turned into a passion of yours, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, I all of that that's where I all started mom and dad playing music for me all the time, it's like something I and that's what it meant like that was really, was really cool about all the stuff. Uh, once mom retired, we started going to a ton of shows together and things. And she, you know, Nick was, and the Coyotes are you know, were one of her favorites to come see and stuff. And so, uh, you know, it was cool to get you guys involved in, in the depth stock and stuff. And oh yeah, man. So it was cool that all came full circle. Yeah. And stuff, but, um, but yeah, uh, let's talk about uh, one more track we wanted to share in here. And uh, this was kicks off the record and. Uh, song called kicking the night kicking the night yeah and this, man. this is just a it's it's like impossible to like sit still and not smile listening to this song <laughs> i mean it's just like a lot of fun and um baby we can get it kicking tonight you know that we can get it kicking tonight you know that we can get to kicking it if you Body like a kangaroo, you gonna rip and tear up the living room. Acting like a goat up at the petting zoo. When I'm that little kid who's got a pocket full of food, like goddamn goat, what you trying to do? You cut loose, cut loose. When my baby gets home, she needs to cut loose, cut loose, cut loose, cut loose, cut loose. When my baby gets home, she gonna break all the rules like a teenager huffing on glue, like a marathon runner that don't wear no shoes, like an astronaut going up to the moon. Step off the ship and don't wear no suit Like, I think that you've gone crazy I still love you, baby It don't matter what 
what happens after I got to, got to, got to have you We can get it kicking tonight We can get it kicking tonight We can get to kicking it if you think you're feeling it If you think you're feeling it, then we can get it kicking tonight I've got your number saved up in my telephone I call you up, baby girl, when I feel alone And I will go to AutoZone, get me some car parts I gotta get to your place and make sure my car starts Ooh, I'll be driving in the fast lane Faster than a cheetah that's been stiffing on the cocaine Hold up I don't care if it's a long drive, I gotta get you, honey, gotta get up in your beehive Work, you gotta do the work, baby, work, work You gotta do the work, baby, work, work You gotta do the work, gotta work that body till your body hurts, hey And I'ma treat you real nice, I crawl up in your sheets, call me headlights Wait, hold up, don't you mean bed bugs? I don't even care, man, I'm singing about true love We can get it kicking tonight Obviously, what the uh, the title, you know, like of uh, uh, all seriousness aside, like you know, you're getting into some silly stuff, and right, and right. Uh, and but this is just like, you know, kind of. It's a, I felt it was a good opening track to kind of get everybody fe- you, feeling right and stuff. And you think it's a good opener? Yeah, man. I I honestly got I debated on it for a long yeah. time. You know, I thought about the album name for a long time. You know, I, you know a lot of, but uh. Yeah, that's a that's a that song really took a a funny shape, <laughs> you know. It started out, I just played it on a ukulele one day, and uh, I was like, "Oh, dude, that's kind of fun." And uh, I played it for Lauren at least like a verse or so, and she's like, "Dude, please do not ever show anybody that." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I was like, damn, dude, it must be good." <laughs> yep, it's going on the record, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, man, we we did it. And uh, Adam White actually played the drums to it, and uh, Garrett played that funky guitar, and uh, Adam had me doing some uh, weird like clav stuff on the keyboards. I was gonna and, say uh, it definitely kind of like uh, gives a little island kind of feel or something, something like that, and you know, like a little uh, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it, how to say it, but like dude, it, I don't know how to describe yeah. it. I mean, it's it's a weird song, but it's fun, dude. And, yeah. I thought that it was going to be a good song because when I got Nick in, Nick actually sings a little bit on it, the the bed bugs part. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I could tell that it was a good song by how much he liked it. He kept saying, he kept saying how much he liked it. So I was like, dude, maybe it's pretty good. Maybe, maybe it should be number one song, you know, to get, start things off right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, like I said, it's, it's fun and funny. And makes you smile. And did you know how we got that new soccer team coming? I was like, yeah. "What if I try to sell it to the soccer team? You know, get yeah. it kicking tonight." <laughs> yeah, <you know>? right. <laughs> like, uh, you know, warming up, kicking balls around. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, like that'd be cool. Yeah. But then there's like also bad words in it, so maybe it right. wouldn't work. Yeah. And then we just did a video for it with uh, James Jackson, the man. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, the video does not have any kind of like kicking references, but. <laughs> 
I will not lie and say that I did not think about having the whole video be just like kicking shit, karate kicks, <laughs> yeah. kicking soccer balls, dude, kicking yeah. football, just kicking everything. It's like uh, what's Roxette or whatever, or what's or what's those uh, dancers? Oh, uh, Rockettes. Isn't it? Yeah, 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 the Rockettes, dude. Yeah. I wanted to get everybody together in a line <laughs> and do that. Yeah, it didn't happen, but I mean, that would have been fucking cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just all kinds of yeah, montage of kicks a montage of yeah. kicks baby dude <laughs> i was like that's yeah really what it should have been you know but you know people would have pulled hamstrings all and, right you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe ripped pants or something you know it, yeah as it would have been hard to do but what the video i think is going to be really cool it should be out pretty soon i think james just has to edit it and uh and uh I think it's going to be, it's pretty funny, man. Yeah. I, I think so. I can't wait to see it, man. Anything uh, James is involved in, I'm sure it's going to be great because he, he's a really talented guy. Yeah, he did Nick's video and that's how I met him, you know, Natchez Queen. And uh, he's very professional, which, you know, I kind of need to like, because I don't know what I'm doing. And it's nice to have somebody keep people in line and, uh, you know, but also very creative at the same time and also just a super cool dude. So he... You know, he's got a lot of good ideas, and he lets yeah. you do your ideas, too. He's, nothing's, like, off-limits, so it was it was really fun. Yeah. I'd like to do more, man. It'd be cool. So, video is such, a, like, a huge part of people's content nowadays, you know? It's right. almost like you should do as many videos as you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of friends that are, like, trying to push that. Like, we're almost like a, vi- a music video for every song they do and stuff, like, just because, you know, space out, like, a record where it's more, like a year long process or whatever, you know, it's like kind of thing. And then release like a, a, all, you know, as many videos as you can as singles kind of thing. And it's like, because that's how most people are, are receiving their, uh, you know, their media today is, you know, through whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever, it's all video or yeah, dude, TikTok, content. dude, yeah, everybody TikTok, wants to see a yeah. video, you know? So yeah, I agree. I, it's just, uh, and then hopefully, you know, and then you got YouTube of course and everything is yep. all of it, but yeah, you know, so, um, I got a TikTok the other day, my, my first, you know, I just signed up like two weeks ago, right when the album released, because it said that it releases the music to TikTok. And okay. I was like, and I've been putting it off for a while because I was like, dude, I know it sucks people in cause you want, you just want to watch it. And, All right. uh, I was like, I'm not going to do it. You know, I did the same thing with Facebook when it first came out. I was like, dude, I'm not signing up for that. I can't be wasting time on that stuff. And eventually I obviously caved in. But uh, it was pretty cool to, like, see that you could pick a, one of my songs and make a TikTok out yeah. of it. Dude, maybe I should make a kicking, you there know, you like, having people kicking shit, like yeah. a TikTok video. <laughs> or maybe, like, have somebody making biscuits and gravy and do a hey, TikTok. Or I'll make have Lauren make that biscuits and gravy casserole. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, man. Have her wear something real sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the people want, right? Uh, I, uh... Uh, when I, I also sorry, laughed, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I was also laughing because um, that song reminded me of uh, Al Holiday. Oh, dude, uh, he's the man. Oh yeah, it's bad, dude. But Damn. he's got a song. Uh, I eat more cornbread. Oh than yeah, you yeah I know it. And like, I'm just like, this made me laugh. You guys singing about you, you know your food and stuff, you know, biscuits <laughs> and gravy and cornbread and everything. Dude, it's something everybody can relate oh, to. Oh right yeah. Now. But uh, yeah, I just uh, that's one of my favorites for sure from Al. He's and 
But uh, yeah, just that popped up in my mind. I was like, just makes me laugh, these food songs. Yeah, I was going to get piano lessons from Al. Like Nick had set it up, you know, he kind of introduced us and it never happened. But man, I would have loved to just sit down with that dude and uh, man, pick his brain because I mean, he is right up my alley on what I like, man. I, I really dig the Americana and country stuff. Obviously, I love it, but uh, I really love like funk and soul music too, yeah. man. Like that that shit hits, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, and he's just a encyclopedia, man. He's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, man. Uh, Rips. And Alex Sinclair ripping with him too. Yeah, man. she's awesome. And he happens to be like one of the absolute nicest guys, like you know, you could ever. He's uh, he's a a big sweetie. Like um, he uh. I don't know. I mean, he's got a special place in my heart, man. He, he came. Oh, that's your boy, huh? Yeah, he came to uh, came to the hospital and played for mom, like really, while she was in in there and stuff. And uh, so yeah, dude, that is yeah, it was really cool, man. That's very nice. Yep. You know, went didn't have to do any of that, but it was really uh, sweet that he did. And, and uh, so yeah, I mean, he's he's just a, a great person. Him and Emily both his his wife and really uh, really great. Dude, that is. That is really nice, man. Make my heart swell yeah, up a little right. bit, you know, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I um, because I heard he was an asshole. Right. I mean, that's usually what. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> that's usually what the story goes. Man. <laughs> right. He don't want me uh, ruin his image. <laughs> right, dude. He's trying to play hard, you know. <laughs> got a uh, got a persona to keep yeah, up. I got, got street cred, man. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, again, find all seriousness aside on uh, wherever you're getting your music at, Tony M. Hall, yeah, and uh, you can uh, find all the tunes, man. Yeah, should have some vinyls. Uh, they are they are ordered. Oh, no shit. They, it takes a while, you know, because oh, yeah. of the vinyl shortage, but they are coming, and uh, I'm going to get the Coyotes to back me up and do a release show eventually once they're here so I can sell them. The minimum yeah. you have to get is 250 of them. Well, slap my name on one. I got really. I got a pre-order for you. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm I'm still waiting on my uh, Coyotes Coyotes record too. Oh, I know, dude. I mean, that's on the way. This vinyl shortage is like no joke, right? It takes forever. Yeah. Damn you, Adele. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Everybody's switching back to vinyl. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. The different situations call for different things You can't paint us all with the same brush You can't take too little, can't take too much When you get off the boat and your legs feel funny That song wasn't good but it made a lot of money It'd be nice, it sure be nice Well he's sitting at home watching TV getting himself mad and his wife's upstairs on the cell phone making herself sad But 25 years they've shared the same life But they're always taking opposite sides Well you can't trust your TV, you can't trust your phone But if you don't trust no one, you'll wind up alone And it'd be nice if everything was cut and dry It sure be nice if every situation was black or white 
there is a lot of gray over here baby there's a lot of gray over there god damn man there's a lot of gray in my head Tell you from an early age, you better pick a side. You best get with them boys on the left or them boys on the right. Or you could come and join me in the middle, and I'll tell Sean Camry to go and grab his fiddle. And we can stomp and clap our blues away, just a singing and a dancing till the end of the day. And it'd be nice, oh baby, it'd sure be nice. Sometimes I don't like looking into the mirror You know the things that I'm seeing, I'm seeing just a little too clear But she said them gray hairs will make you wise I said what about these wrinkles next to my eyes She said those are the feet of the crow, you know The more you smile, the more they grow And it'd be nice if everything was cut and dry it sure be nice if every situation was black or white But there is a lot of gray over here There's a lot of gray over there Holy shit, goddamn motherfucker, son of a bitch There's a lot of gray in my head in. <laughs> All right, I got a couple of questions for you, Tony. Okay. Uh, day comes along, we got a Tony Hall action figure. What would you like to see uh, to your accessories to go with your action figure? Oh, man, um, a lot of muscles, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a skimpy outfit, you know, maybe like a Matt Bessler type thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know Matt that, yeah. that well, but I always hear he's rocking around his underwear, which yeah. sounds awesome. His little gold shorts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, dude, if I, uh, accessories, you know, just, uh, obviously I'd like to have some really good long hair, you yeah. know, like Thor or some <laughs> shit. Uh, maybe some shades that like shoot lasers. Oh yeah, now we're talking. Uh, maybe a, some kind of stick that shoots darts out of it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to really think about it, but you know, with a kick action. Yeah, dude, I like yeah. to. What you know, whatever nunchucks, dude. I'd yeah. like to have some nunchucks, just like Michelangelo. He was my favorite Ninja Turtle as a kid. So. All right. So just imagine one of those little buttons on your back, just like kick, <laughs> yeah, kicking, right. kicking a night, dude. Another another scene in the video. Yeah, there it is, man. I'm gonna have to call James and have him cancel. Yeah, James, <laughs> go ahead and hit delete. Oh, we got reshoot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, what uh, what would be a a, a dream duet or collaboration uh, for you for for uh, this uh, thinking about your solo music and stuff? Is there like do you obviously this is you know it's all fun you know and, and it has a kind of a playful side to it all. Not you know not you're not taking any of this very serious obviously and then even in the title of the record uh 
but do you do you like draw like inspiration from some of those other kind of comedian yeah. acts and stuff like that? Is that do those those guys kind of come to mind? Or? Yeah, man, Todd Snyder. Yeah. I mean, whew, John Prine. Dude, I mean, jeez. Right. I do love that. Like you know, obviously can write a song to rip your heart out too. But there's always a a funny side to it. You know, there's a lot of the songs have. Com- comedic timing to it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, man, it's witty, you know, yeah. and it's just something about those guys, man, and I love it, dude. Uh, I got introduced to John Prine kind of late, you know, kind of like, I wish I would have been introduced as a kid. I I love him. Yeah, I got I got in way late also, but I'm fortunate that I'd, I got to actually see him live at Roots and Blues. Um, I think he, it was like, you know, that was fall, and I think he passed that next spring or something like that. Oh, so man. like, um, whatever. I think that was, I think that was timing wise, something like that. But, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I got to actually witness, uh, uh John Prine show. Yeah. Lauren's, uh, father, Denny, he comes to a lot of coyote shows. You may have seen him around. He's a great guy. And he, he asked me to go see John Prine one time and it was like up in Chicago and some shit had came up and I, I couldn't go. And then, yeah, he passed a little bit afterwards and I've been kicking myself about it ever yeah. since, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of harped on it earlier about, you know, taking the opportunity, uh, you know, living life and doing these things and stuff, uh, to get it, get it while you can, man. That's always been a big, big one for me is like, just try not to pass on concerts. Cause like, I mean, some of my favorites have passed before I, you know, could go to the show or, or I pass on that one and thinking they'll come back around next time and they don't. And it's like, you know, and it's like, yeah, man, those, those, those kind of, those stink, you know, it's like, it's, uh, so I try to try to go every time I can and try to celebrate some of my, my favorites. Me too, man. Uh, Willie Nelson is another one I've never seen before, but I would, I would love to see him and I love his stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he comes around every so often too, and I'm like, "What am I doing? You know, why am I not getting out there to that?" Yeah, unfortunately, uh, sometimes some of those greats uh, come with a hefty price tag. But uh, but yeah, there's a yeah right. You know, so that's a hurt, hurt, you know kind of hurts the budget when you got two babies at home. But you know, right, right. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. As far as a duet, man, who would I like to have sing? Man, I'd anybody or collaborate. I mean, if you want. Just uh Man, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh Jacob Baxter, dude. I'd like to have him Hell come yeah. sing. <laughs> yeah, man. That'd be cool. Uh like I said, we're let's go ahead and get that studio session booked for the next record and yeah. get Jacob in there. Man, no, I there is a I love Sarah. She's a she obviously was wonderful, man, but there is something about girl singers, dude. I I love. I'm trying to think of like my favorite one off the top of my head, you know, but I'm like kind of blanking. Uh, I really, uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but yeah, some of my favorite bands like Murder by Death, dude. I I love them and Man Man. I No FX is what kind of grew up on, dude. If, right. if I got Fat Mike to like even listen to a song, you know, like that would be a dream come true. I thought about like. Can you just send some of these people, you know, your favorite musicians, your song, you know, like over sure. Instagram or Facebook and yeah. like without coming off as like a, a dick or like, <laughs> you know. Listen to this. Right. You know, do they get that all the time, I guess? I, I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, I've never been famous, so um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> That's one of my goals. Hopefully, someday somebody will spam my email and with songs of you do. Yeah, man, <laughs> Shane, please take give us a chance. <laughs> like, uh, let me think about it. Right. You know, <laughs> what can you guys do for me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we got the. Uh, Tony Hall biopic coming out. Who would you like to see cast to play you in the movie version? Oh, shoot, man. Cast to play me? Uh, you know, I guess uh, some people have told me I look like Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah? I don't know if that's true or not. In- incredible I don't know. Who's, who's, a, yeah, dude, who's a hot young Hollywood stud? Yeah. <laughs> See if Chris Hemsworth available. Yeah, maybe. Chris Hemsworth, Robert Pattinson, dude. I yeah. would like him to play me. Yeah, he grow a little beard out, gain a little weight, dude. He could do it. <laughs> He'd be pretty good. Yeah, Seth Rogen might be all right. I don't know if he dyed his hair brown, right? He's grayish. <laughs> he, he could do it. Yeah, somebody asked me like Zac Efron t- turned it on me, and I was like, I think Zach, or I think uh, you so gonna uh, say Zac Efron? I was gonna say I, I, somebody asked me about, and I said I think Seth Rogen would probably could be a, a pretty good me yeah dude he's just good funny man like, right even if he doesn't really look like you it'd be nice to have somebody funny do it you yeah know? make people laugh sure <laughs> hey yeah he's uh i just laugh listening to his laugh i'm like it, right yeah. that that's infectious yeah there was one time he was on stern show with snoop dogg and they just smoked a bunch of weed and laughed the whole time and it's some of the best radio ever like just <laughs> yeah. listening to those guys telling stories and laughing and, and like uh, such an odd pairing too like the fact that you know like besides weed that brought them together but like <laughs> right. but just like you wouldn't really expect those two to be just buddies but it's funny uh listening to them talking and telling stories together and stuff yeah dude i i will be honest with you i don't listen to a lot of podcasts because i try to consume as much music as humanly possible yeah but uh lauren listens to the conan o'brien podcast quite uh, a bit right and uh, I heard Seth Rogen on that, and uh, I was like, dude, that, that he's hilarious, yeah. man. I, I love it, dude. Yeah, funny guy. Yeah. Uh, well, Tony, this has been uh, super cool, man, and I really appreciate you spending the time with me. And a uh, big shout-out again to Fat Buddha for their hospitality letting us uh, record here today. And uh, I can't wait, man, for these vinyls. I'm excited that I didn't had no idea you were doing planning this release party thing when that happened, so... That'll be fun to hear these live uh, and stuff. So yeah, dude, I'm I'm pretty nervous about it for yeah. real. Yeah, I've never done like a solo show. I've done a couple songs by myself, you know. Always having a backup band, you know, behind me, but never like the whole thing's on me. Right. I'm gonna come out in a costume or some shit, you know. <laughs> Disguise make me feel better. Yeah. Well, at least you got your uh, all your buddies behind you that got your back and yeah, and they're absolute shredders, you know. All right. So. Yeah, a couple couple all stars, man, for sure. Yeah, I could just take some time off and maybe just let them <laughs> let them take it over. <laughs> but it should be fun, man. And yeah, the the vinyl should be coming soon. And uh, dude, thank you for having me. I mean, absolutely, man. I'm glad to this uh, dream come true. I've never talked about myself this much before, and th- I was kind of th- you probably knew I was kind of nervous coming in, you know. But uh, dude, mate, I feel comfortable now, man. I, right. I feel really good, man. You. You got a good way about you, dude. Been, you can make somebody feel comfortable, and that's yeah. that's not an easy thing to do. Well, I try my best. 
maybe by a thousand I'll get the hang of this thing. So, dude, what number is this? Is this nine ninety nine? Maybe. No, it ain't, dude. Quit playing. For you, I'll make it nine ninety. <laughs> Just switch up the order a little bit. Dude, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. Uh, well, again, uh, get plugged in and um, stream the tunes wherever you get your tune music and uh, add to your favorite playlist. And uh, But yeah, thanks, buddy. And uh, I say we do it again soon. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you. Thank For real. You. Thank you, man. Thanks to anybody listening. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.